All right, all right. What's up, gang? Welcome to Silicon Zombies, where you'll find the best brains in the Bay. Every week, we uncover hidden truths and spark new epiphanies as we connect live with brilliant innovators, thinkers, and entrepreneurs. It's Tuesday, September 20th. My name is Nick Larson, serial entrepreneur and ambitious speech bum. We are joined today by Mr. Peter Wang, the tyrant of TikTok, the sultan of social media, and the brilliant Sharon Byers, publisher at Silicon Valley Magazine. As always, audience participation is encouraged. Quick thank you to our sponsor, Nekodex. That's N-E-C-O-D-E-X.com, your remote team for software development. Uh, please, Anna, you have the floor. Thank you, Nick. Hi, everyone. It's great being here. Well, when it comes to building digital products, website, mobile apps, there's a lot to consider, right? Like, who's on your team? Are they outsourced? If so, probably have the cost, but do they have the right expertise? That's where Nicodex, us, comes in, who has perfect the bot model, which is built, operate, and transferred with a stellar track record over five years that speaks for itself. How do we do this? We source the perfect team for both software and creative, from our highly qualified talent in Mexico, handling all the taxes, legal requirements, and paperwork. This leads to, say, 40% with a proven team that also is in your same time zone. So, well, Nearshare solutions have never been easier. Learn, note, learn more about us at necodex.com. Thank you, Nick. Thank you so much, Anna. Check them out if you're, if you're building products. That's necodex.com. So today, we are thrilled to introduce Guy and Mackie Kaplinski from ASCA, that's uh, from NFT, so Near Future Transportation. They're bridging the automotive and aerospace industries. We can, we can think of that more closely as, uh, as flying cars. So, so excited to, uh, to have you here today. Welcome, uh, both of you, to the show. Thank you, Nick. Yeah, we are so happy and excited to be here. Wow, brilliant. And, and you're, you're local as well. Uh, you're in Los Altos, uh, big yes. into supporting the community. You've got over $40 million in pre-orders. I, I, I'm, I'm so thrilled. Just help us understand, how did, how did you to meet? How did you come up with this, this idea? Um, okay, so um, basically Guy and I, you know, we work as co-founders for more than more than 20 years now. And this is our third company. And, you know, the previous two were great, you know, great technology companies, but this time we really wanted to do something with bigger, um, bigger social impact. And uh, it was our dream to develop a flying car for a long time. Um, so we are developing flying car to improve our quality of life. That's our passion. Uh, we want to free people from traffic, you know, hours spent in, you know, stuck in traffic congestion or like overcrowded checkpoints and train carts and so on. Um, we are passionate to enable people move faster, safer, and greener, and door to door, you know, using both roads and the sky above us. Really? Um, yeah. And, and traffic is a, congestion is a huge problem, right? I guess the San Francisco Bay Area is third out of almost 300 cities as far as, uh, as, far as congestion problems go. Exactly, exactly. And uh, also we want to solve this social problem of congestion environment, you know, like the cost of living in the cities where we, we work, you know, continue to rise. Like today, uh, small housing in a Bay Area can easily cost a few million dollars, uh, 
one bedroom apartment in San Francisco can be more than one million dollars. You know, like imagine if you could have a spacious, beautiful home in the suburbs and you know commute to the city door to door. Wow, um, what a game really changer! Change yeah, we live. And, and so the Asuka is about the size of an SUV. Uh, your your first design came out about three years ago. How I have know. Oh, um, yeah. actually five years ago. Oh, really? We started, yeah, 2018. Yeah, it's, this is, um, yeah, since we released the design, the first design in 2018, it's already five years. Oh my gosh, <laughs> time flies. <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry for the pun. So, so how, how have things changed from a design perspective? Um, so, um, we've been focusing on, you know, development of this drive and fly beetle for the five for the past five years um, we've been through a few design uh, modifications um, through thorough analysis and flight testing and so on um, we have um, great great design we um, about to complete our full-scale prototype, which you are extremely, you know, excited about. Wow. Um, uh, we hope to start the flight testing um, early next year. Um, so that's where we are, and we target the commercialization by 2026. Oh, brilliant, brilliant! And well, maybe yeah. I can add a little bit. Hi, this is please, Guy. Here. Please do. Yeah, thanks, Guy. Yeah, so when we started, you know, we always have the mission about uh, improve quality of life, but it's very important for us. Safety was very important for us all the time. So we put that as, as the most critical of building an aircraft car uh, is number one. So the first design that we went to, we tried to eliminate, they have the open propeller and tried to have everything inside the fuselage. So. But because we didn't want people kind of, you know, when you're near a helicopter or something with big props around you, kind of scary. Uh, but unfortunately, the, the battery uh, today is not ready yet uh, for, for those kind of very, very small proportion, very small propellers. It's just the efficiency is not that uh, ready yet. So we have several changes in the design over that time to improve the efficiency and get the safety into the level that we would be happy because we want a minimum consumption of battery that we can both have a range but also have the safety. Sure. And when, when, you, um, when you say range, it, it sounds like you've got about 250 miles as of August of last year. What's, what's the goal? So I think if we look about what what are predicting the prediction for the future of transportation that you're gonna have the car that you have today to do anything from zero to thirty miles. So after thirty miles, you're gonna use like small electric car. But when you're gonna move go more than thirty miles, then you'll have drive and fly vehicle which will take you between thirty to about three hundred miles. It can go up to 500 miles. The challenge is what speed of. Because if you go to 500 miles or 1,000 miles, you can already take a jet. Sure. So it's a matter of about time. You know, in the future, our vehicle could be much faster. 
but with existing battery, existing propulsion system, it's just, uh, we are flying about 150 miles an hour. So it's, it's fast, but it's not super fast as a jet that can go 500 miles. Yeah, but I mean, so much, so much more accessible. Like imagine pulling out of the driveway and then instead of getting in the freeway, you, you just take off. That's so cool. That seems like something uh, out of the future. That, that probably will not happen. Uh, you will always have to go to a designated area where you can take off. So right now, you know, and the, the current technology that we have, we are pushing air. And that means we create some dust, you know, we create some uh, stone flying. So we need to be in an area where it's safe. There is not on any other people. I got so it. So we need a designated area with some fans around, so just to protect. Got it. Got it. In, in my research, I, I I found it that there was uh, a goal of vertical takeoff, which is why I uh, had was under that assumption. Yes, I mean ASCA um, is a drive and fly, right? And it can do vertical takeoff and landing, like from a helipad or launch pad. Uh, and also can do conventional takeoff landing using runways. Hmm. I see. And and did you did you start with cargo or help us understand with the, a little bit more about the genesis? So our mission from the beginning was uh, people. Mission was always looking about the family as a family solution. So it's not like uh, uh, like a personal, you know just the weekend, uh, something to fly with. Our mission was very clear in the beginning as we started as a social com uh, company, we want to solve the cost of the cost of living. And so to do that, we always looked as the family. You know, if family can move out there and leave 100 miles, 150 miles away from the city center, then it will bring the change. It's being changed for the periphery, you know, it's being changed for family to reduce the cost of living. So we always look about the four-seater. I see. Yeah, and um, so people, and like you say, cargo can be a huge market. And um, um, Nick, you mentioned that um, about a pre-order uh, that we are taking. Uh, so if we have, uh, you know, customers already placing pre-orders and uh, thereby um, private individuals or uh, cargo related or even you know medical uh, re related uh, institutions they place the orders so we see needs in many fields wow and and then what about potential uh, collaboration with with uber I mean I'm I'm sure that's super far out but uh, what, what are your what are your thoughts there especially as uh, autonomous vehicles uh, Technology will introduce an additional thirty percent of margin uh, in, in this space. So, by twenty thirty, we predict that the vehicle will be already fully driving autonomous on the road and autonomous in the air. So that will be uh, collaboration with Uber is definitely one of the things that because you will not need to own the vehicle. You just call the vehicle either our app uber app or any other app uh, people will provide a service and the vehicle will drive to you and pick you up and take you to your destination so there will be from 2030 there will be no necessary for a driver right right 
So from a competitive perspective, do you, you think teleportation is uh, another opportunity? Or? So the helipad that we have, you know, <laughs> in the future, those uh, those will be spread out all over. Um, and I think that people will probably rent those kind of vehicles. So you, you're going to rent those. Uh, some few people might own them, like we're getting people that want to own them. So that's the majority of our order right now. But in the future, they will basically will rent those. And then you have cities like Los Altos, Palo Alto will have a designated area for takeoff and landing. Right now, we'll use Palo Alto, San Carlos, right. uh, Hayward, San Jose. Cool. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's that's my neck of the woods. You know, just some. I'm up here in San Francisco for Dreamforce, and I mentioned to a couple folks at the wingtip here where we're recording. Uh, I was just I was just so excited about our conversation here, and uh, one of the the fellows at the bar mentioned that what China is pioneering is uh, super highways that are magnetized. So I think similar technology for um, for trains. And how the TGV works out of in, in Paris or in France? Do you think? Do you see that as a potential competitor, or I guess this provides just so much flexibility and personalization when it comes to transportation that that's not really um, in, in in that space. Uh, not really, because if you see, you know, if you look about uh, Japan, Japan has the best transportation system, right? Uh, so in Japan, there is two types of transportation. You have the Shinkansen, like what you mean in China, those fast train, which they're more comp competitor to airline business because those are 500 miles, 300 miles, you know, uh, 1,000 miles. So it's not in our category. Our category more is the, uh, let's say, the train going up to 250, 300 miles. And in this case, if you take Japan and you see, you know, how they commute today in Japan, and you see that people commuting like one and a half hour, two hours every day, so quality of commute is very poor. So train is not going to solve that, and train is creating a lot of, you know, urban congestion, increase of price around the train station. So that that is not will not compete with us. I think sure. what we what we will provide in the future is what we call the mesh, mesh transportation, where you have uh, people can go anywhere, anywhere they want, you know, so it's kind of like, you don't need the fix. And, and also, you know, you look in China, and it's all mainly government driven, which they're going to solve, you know, in the next 20 years is, you pretty know how much uh, train railway they're going to build. But if you want really to expand China, you know, cities, you'll not be able to get the train there. It's it's hundreds of trillions of dollars sure. or millions of trillions of dollars of, of you know, cost for government. And, and that's been shrinking so much. Right. And also, when you talk about new way of transportation, I think always the bottleneck is the um, infrastructure investment. Right. And mm. uh, uh, the reason why we uh, decided to, to develop this drive and fly eVTOL, electric vertical takeoff landing vehicle, is that we can use what we have today. We can use the existing infrastructure 
because Asuka is also a car, right? With the wing folded, it's a size of, it's like a um, uh, Ford 150, uh, like big SUV. And Asuka can be parked in, you know, available parking spaces. Uh, it can use the charging stations at home or around town. Um, it, uh, it also has a range extender, basically engine to charge the battery during flight. Wow. And so this range extender, we can use the automotive, you know, service stations. Um, so we can already, you know, we can take off using the runway that we have around us. And the only new thing that we will need is a compact space for vertical takeoff and landing. Oh, I see. You know, I, I can think of a couple different pieces of technology or, or rather innovations that are helping your mission um that being battery innovation both both storage and and being able to capture uh sunlight and then and as you mentioned mackie the the infrastructure um and how, how cool is that like when two ancillary not connected pieces of technology are intersecting with where the mission uh of of uh, nft is headed it's how cool I love it. Great. So, I, uh, Peter and 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 Sharon, if, if you have any uh, uh, thoughts or questions for for Guy and Mackie, please please hop in. Yeah, you know, I had a question actually. I know that your office is based in Los Altos, and Los Altos is one of my favorite towns in Silicon Valley. I was curious why you chose there. Oh yeah, that's a great question. I love Los Altos too, and. Uh, you know, I live here, and oh. uh, yeah, and we are so uh, we are so happy to be here. Uh, we have a showroom in downtown Los Altos, uh, and also kind of like a learning center, you know, air mobility learning center. Um, and uh, we are so grateful and support that we have here, you know, from the community. We opened this space uh, last year. Uh, in April, and you know the mayor of Los Altos attended uh, the ceremony, Los Altos Chamber of Commerce, and so on. And uh, we 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 just you know we love communicating with the local community, uh, not only about ASCA, but you know about advanced air mobility. You know the new transportation is about to come, about safety issues, and um, and about you know, the, the national campaign that NASA is leading, and so on. So. And we also have like local schools, you know, they, they come for um, for some like uh, outdoor activities, you know, they come, kids are excited to learn about the future transportation. And we had so far, uh, I think from third graders to like high schoolers um, visiting us in person and online. Wow. It sounds amazing. It's such a community of early adopters and so supportive. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I have another question for you. You know, you guys are creating a new category. Like I think a lot of times people start businesses and it's in an already established field and you guys are building a completely new market. Can you talk a little bit about that and how it affects getting investors as you're selling um, a new product, a new market um, and a new idea? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, we are really building something very really challenging because, you know, when when aircraft was invented about 100 years ago, it was always, people thought about that time already is going to be driving, right? You're going to drive it, you know, you know but as, as development goes, 
people realize the last hundred years it's very difficult to have a vehicle that could drive on the road and fly and basically be an also helicopter but that's so it, it took us quite some time to get people on it kind of understand this is reality and today we are building it uh, in we have facility we are building 100% of the vehicle by ourselves so from the composite to the batteries because it's not the the requirement that we have for the vehicle is very unique so i think from investor point of view is still kind of like they're looking at as a science fiction you know like this is really future um, so it's still challenging with investor but that's what excites me and maki about that <laughs> That makes sense. Um, you know, I think also you guys are creating the definitive luxury product, right? I mean, this goes beyond any Bentley you can buy or Tesla or um, can you talk to me a little bit about how you guys define luxury? Do you define this as a luxury product? And, um, you know, what do you think it takes for a luxury brand to be successful now? You know, we, um, Aska may sound a bit expensive uh, at this stage. You know, we uh, we are taking pre-orders for our signature model, our limited edition model. Um, it's priced at $789,000. Um, but um, we hope that in the future, we will reduce the price so that, you know, many people can have access to Asuka and not only, you know, with, through ownership, but also through like timeshare. Um, you know, so that people can really, you know, not only um, a certain uh, percentage of people, but, you know, many people can um, uh, can change the way we live, can have the freedom to drive and fly, and can have the freedom to, to choose where they live. And I think luxury is really uh, depending and, and you know, um, and I think a lot of startup companies checking and changing what is luxury, you know. Today you have companies, I think it's mainly in New York, that you can rent any luxury, uh, you know, million dollars, pearl, whatever, you know, just cost you a fraction of it. So I think what, what we're doing here and with a vehicle that you could just order what you need, when you need, so maybe the vehicle, itself is expensive but if you just use it an, an hour a day or just over the weekend that will be we can reduce the price almost to kind of like an uber black or services so i love we, your i love your answer to that um also hi this is peter um when you, this your response actually is really reminding me of how tesla started off just because a lot of people tend to forget that uh tesla initially started off as a luxury brand uh, way right. before, yeah, with their, uh, I forget, I'm forgetting what model it was, but it was like the Roadster. Right, um, exactly. Yeah. Um, my question is a little bit more further down the future. Um, you know, if you look at LA, you look at like Sao Paulo, Beijing, a lot of these highly dense cities, t traffic tends to be an issue. So I'm, I'm wondering, you know, if is like would we if your product becomes a little bit more accessible do you, are we going to be seeing like 3d traffic or is is that something that you guys are trying to work around 
No, I mean, it's always like, think about this, the air, like if we have take the 101, for example, so theoretically in the air, we can build like 50 layers of one. Um, so if we look the next hundred years, I think this drive and fly will be become more and more busy because let's say right now you're going to use the vehicle you're going to use for more than 30 miles. So you're not going to use less than 30 miles when you go to the, you know, five miles, you're going to use like small electric cars. But probably hundred years later, we have we will have a very different proportion system. Um, so we don't we will not create so much dust, we'll not create noise, we'll not create all what we see today. So you can pop up from your garage and just go up and, and lay land somewhere, you know, two miles away without creating any environmental impact to others. So once we have that, then you're gonna use it even for shorter distance. So I think the air is going to play huge roles, but maybe, you know, it will be step by step. And whatever we'll see 200 years from now will be a little bit different. So 200 years from now, 300 years, it's going to be much more busy than the next 100 years. I'm sure when the technology gets more and more adopted, people might be designing cities in a completely different way as well. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Maybe, and, uh, maybe cities in the cloud. Right? On the cloud, in the cloud. <laughs> With stop signs I'm, on cloud. Yeah. Yeah. So my other, second question, you know, I'm, you know, I have a marketing background. I always think of everything in, in a marketing perspective. I'm very curious, how are you guys pro approaching marketing in this sense? Like, how do you market a product uh, like this? Yeah, sorry, I was dropped for a second. I don't know. Oh yeah, his question was, how do you how do you market this product, guy, and Mackie? So, from marketing point of view, this is we have two major category. One is for as a luxury vehicle for people who want to own that. Those are will be the uh, people who pre-ordering, and it's pretty expensive, and and we on purpose put it expensive to get the the branding around that. But the majority going to use that on rental basis and operation cost is a dollar per mile. So the cost of renting will be, you know, will be competitive to Uber Black. So I think once we release the product, a lot of people will just rent it for the weekend or you rent it for the morning to go to work, give us this back. So if you work at Google, then you can live 100 miles away you know, in Hollister, better away from Hollister, and just get get the vehicle, land, go to Google, and we will take the vehicle from you, and we'll bring you back. Oh, I see. So it's almost like a, like you're slowly um, releasing hints and snippets of your product to the overall audience. Yeah. So now we're starting. Uh, this year we started a campaign for the rental so we are will offer companies like large companies and individual just to let the allow their employees or people in person just to rent per hour uh, for the day or for the weekend so so would you prefer to have folks buy or rent 
Rent. So our main majority is for rental, and we will provide and we'll do all the maintenance. So it's kind of you don't need to worry about anything. Just get it, and we're working on distribution partners that we have it uh, very close to a lot of places. And then if you book in advance, we know we can allocate vehicle in in your area. But the majority is rental. Yeah, I I could see a maybe a strong case for an ROI for the executives of some maybe Fortune 100 companies, and that way you could you could tap into kind of like this B two B channel or or model for driving revenue. But also, I think that majorities will be you know for for those executives they have a lot of money, so they probably will buy a house very close. So our target for rental is let's say. If you go to Hollister, you know, southern part of Hollister, 100 miles, you get a, a nice range for like $200,000, right? And then if you take our vehicle and you get every morning to Google, you know, this, uh, you pay maybe a little bit more for the daily transportation, but you don't pay, you know, two or $3 million for a house in the Bay Area. So you can say we have models. We can show you how you can save about six thousand dollars a month on a mortgage if you have a Palo Alto house, or if you're Montague, you have four thousand dollars saving every month using ASCA, getting to work. Are are there any kind of government subsidies that could be provided to the company to offset some of the costs because you're taking congestion off of the freeways? Not yet. So we don't have it yet. Uh, but we we are targeting for that, but okay. not yet. Okay, I'll, I'll make a call to uh, to President Biden here for you. Yes, please. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> sure. So, so we did have a couple questions from the audience, uh, Mr. Curtis Ashford. Uh, you're up. Welcome to Silicon Zombies. Hey, thanks, Nick. Um, two quick questions. Uh, what is the safety protocol if in case of an emergency? So safety, as I said, that's the critical part. So this is, we designed the most safe aircraft in the world today. We have two propulsion systems, two uh, energy systems. So we have the batteries and we have range extender. So if we are losing the batteries, we have the generator for safe landing. If we're losing the generator, we have the battery for safe landing. No ejection seats? Sorry? No ejection seats? No injection seat, but we do have a ballistic parachute that will take you down. Cool. We also have the large wing so you can glide. Very cool. And uh, question number two. I love your, I love this whole thing. Uh, keep up the great work. Uh, question two. I'm on Redwood City. If you need a test pilot, you guys looking for test pilots? <laughs> we will, yeah. <laughs> Right now, we we are using uh, we flying the vehicle is already full autonomous flying, so we are testing it. Uh, we are subscale testing the same flight control on the uh, subscale flying right now, and then the full scale will beginning of next year. It's full autonomous. It will be, but we will have the first release will have to be piloted. So yes, we will need pilots to do those. Awesome! Thank you so much. I'm I'm happy to fly. Hey, Thank you. Curtis, I, I Thank think, you. think you'll have to get your uh, your private pilot's license first. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a question for families. Do we, have, 
do we need a pilot's license to fly this? Yes, no. for now you need a private pilot license. It's a minimum 40 hours of training. Uh, probably will be some additional hours dedicated for the vehicle would be required by FAA. But as time goes, and that will be, when this will be full autonomous, where we predict in 2030, then you probably will not, would need nothing or like an hour or two. It will be like you get a jumping on a uh, cruise or a Waymo car, something like that. Interesting. And it, it, it might be a pretty uh, keen idea to connect with uh, local flight schools. Um, because that's that's a pre-qualified market to to be able to use uh, use the Asuka. Uh, we do have Mr. Jeff Marinelli, founder of Art and Living, on the stage. He has a couple questions around privacy. Uh, Jeff, welcome to the show. Uh, you're on mute there, Jeff. Oh, and it looks like we might have just lost Jeff. Um, but but in until Jeff comes back here, um, I, I guess I'm I'm curious again from a marketing perspective. Have you have have you driven deeper into um, the the how and and the why somebody would be interested? I mean, they, obviously they're they're early adopters, but help us help us understand a little bit about that there. So, of course, the, there is the early adopter that those will buy any exotic, you know, any interesting product, right? So those are, I'll say, easy sell because, you know, if you have a Lamborghini today and you pay half a million dollars for Lamborghini or Ferrari and somebody is stopping the traffic light next to you with, uh, you know, with a Tesla for $50,000, you feel stupid because Tesla is much more faster than you, right? So you make a lot of noise, but you don't drive any fast anymore. So those are the people, you know, we have people who, they're passionate about, they want to be the most advanced vehicle that they want to have. So they have the Ferrari and Lamborghini. So those are one type of people uh, they're buying today. And, but they can afford anything. And so, and, but those, this is an easy sell. The harder sell is for people that now have to think about, I'm moving from the city, from a one bedroom apartment to you know, three bedroom apartment and I'm going to change my life. And so those are people that we need to build the trust on the vehicle, that they need to make sure that it would be available every morning to get to, to work. So those are the people that we are building. That's the community. That's the next things that we are building right now. Beautiful. Thank you. Now we, we've got uh, Jeff Marinelli back here. Uh, Jeff, welcome. I love, I love where you're headed with your technology. I love the, the solution you've created. Um, I've got a couple. I saw that there's a $5,000 deposit on your site. Um, what does that get, get me? Um, and then uh, are you going to have like uh, membership fees? And, and if so, what? how do you see scale? But, but let's talk a little bit more about... Um, your solution. Um, I'm in Marina del Rey. Um, I need to make it to downtown. Um, how many cities do you see yourself rolling this out in? And then how do they pick it? How do they pick me up? And, and where do they drop me off? Like, you know, they, you can't just drop off downtown. 
town, you got certain buildings with helicopter pads or, and, and so can you walk me through, um, I need to make a meeting, how much time I have to get, Nota picks me up without violations, how it drops me off and, and that it doesn't violate any of the privacy of flying over homes since you said the five layers. Uh, and then we don't have this huge, can you walk me through a lot of those questions? Yeah, so let's let's divide it for today infrastructure and let's talk about what NASA and, and FAA is working for the future. So today you have to land in an airport. So you have to go and you have to uh, take off from an airport or helipad. So there are two areas. There is a what called control area and uncontrolled area. If you are in the Bay Area, so you are in control area, then you drive up to the closest airport or helipad, you take off there, and then you have to land in approved area that they have. And then you drive the last the last two miles. Because this is always that was the beauty of Alaska is the combination of integrated system with the last mile because this is the most beautiful. In the future, what FAA is working on is to be able to build those helipads, but we need to build quite a lot of those helipads. The reason that uh, if we're working on that and they're excited about that, those vehicles are creating much less noise. So if you want to fly with a helicopter today, you're not, you cannot fly with helicopter because of noise. Those vehicles will be, the noise level will be much, much, much reduced. So once we build all those helipads, then it's easy. For uncontrolled areas, that's pretty easy. You know, you just go take off where you can and land and you drive the last mile. So those are Probably what's going to happen, and that's what we are working right now, is transforming a lot of gas stations that we have today that not be needed anymore in the future to be a sort of an helipad. And just answering your first question um, regarding pre-order. So uh, yes, the pre-order payment is $5,000, and um, that's deposited into um, escrow account managed by lawyers uh, after one year it's fully refundable um, uh, pre-order customers uh, they receive one option share equity in their company um, 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 and the price as I mentioned is seven hundred eighty nine thousand dollars for ownership um, cost for uh, pilot license uh, training is included um, yeah, I think that's about it. And you can also, the, the concept of the first edition that you can customize the interior and right. the exterior right. for you. And also for the rental, it's free. You don't need to register. It's like, you just, it's it's not, not cost anything. What 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 do you think the paybacks? Uh, say we're going to spend the 800000 on it. What's the payback um, on, on operating this? As a pilot daily, what do, you, what do you think the return would be for the individual? So you have to combine that with housing, right? So if you move from Palo Alto to 100 miles away, we have different studies. It's about uh, three to five years, something like that. I mean, from day one, you're saving, like from Palo Alto, you're saving $6,000 a month on the mortgage. And for month, it's about $4,000. Um, that you save every month already. Got it. And if what, you do, what you do you need to buy that. 
So the whole concept also you don't need to buy. Just list that and just reduce, you know, reduce your entire cost of living. And what is the battery like to, to charge these things up? How long before you have to recharge? So the battery life, I mean, flying. so you get a 250 mile range with the battery and the range extender together. So we have the generator that charging the batteries. And the batteries is the same, same cycle of a car, it's about eight years. And to fully charge it, it's about 30 minutes. Wow, and, that's impressive. And, and Jeff had a question about cool. privacy. Jeff had a question Thank about you. privacy too. Can you, can you speak to that? Yeah, and what I mean by that is, is your pilots, you teach them to fly, and, and you talked about five layers. Uh, uh, traffic so you don't have traffic congestion but say I'm flying to Pasadena and I'm we're losing you there a little bit I'm going right over home and, and as a pilot, obviously you have to lower and lower. And, and, and the question is, what kind of noise? And, and it's, it's the banal noise, because you said there's the noise. But privacy, do you see that as an issue? So I think I heard part of the question, but I think that, so there is issues today with you you're flying about homes. And so one of the things that, that uh, what, FEA is looking because the noise level is reduced. They're going to allow to fly over cities. Uh, there will be some, you know, level probably 1,500 feet. That will be the minimum, but we'll, you know, it's, it's still under um, discussion. It's not defined yet because the, those vehicle is not yet out. It's just starting. Some of the companies that you know, if you're not driving to fly, but just flying only electric helicopter are testing today with part of the program that we are with NASA to test those, the noise, and we are testing, we're doing noise tests on the ground. So it's very, very quiet uh, compared to helicopter. But privacy will be an issue. That's one of the reasons that you cannot take off on your garage because you're going to be very low altitude on your neighbors. So that they will not like to do. And, and, and you both are entrepreneurs and, and founders with a, an impressive exit to General Electric. So this is not your first go around. Can, can you speak a little bit to your success in the past, which catapulted you to uh, being able to launch uh, Aska here? Yeah, so we have our first company uh, we built in Israel. It was a defense company, built a lot of defense technologies and work. Uh, U.S. defense, Israeli, European, and after we had that company, uh, we went to Japan. We established the uh, code-free application builder for Internet of Things, and 
we started a company there, got some, you know, cost customer like Fujitsu, Toyota, and then uh, we moved here to the U.S. and uh, G saw that and they basically acquired the company once we arrived to the U.S. So we always, Mackie and I, we kind of like did it uh, several times. So we always like to uh, run, you know, be our own investor in our own companies. So run the companies. Uh, and, and we like creating technology and innovation from zero. You know, that's really what we love. And uh, yeah, what? and as uh, it's such an exciting product and yeah, we really enjoy the whole journey of it. What's, what's the most rewarding and also the most challenging part of innovating from zero, Mackie? Seeing how it grows, you know, like uh, from just an idea and having great team, you know, and I really enjoy working with our team. They are amazing uh, engineers and technicians from aerospace and automotive fields. And we learn, you know, from each other and, you know, work together very hands-on and um, seeing the vehicle, you know, and what we have developed together and the whole journey of it. I, re I really enjoy, um, you know, the process. And it's it's not easy, but, you know, um, yeah. Yeah, for me, I have to say something that I was, uh, make my, the most excited. We, when we opened the showroom, I have a local guy from Los Altos came and he said that um, he grow, you know, he, he raised his kids in, in Los Altos and unfortunately they couldn't, uh, the, you know, his kids couldn't afford to continue living in the Bay Area. And one moved to Texas and another moved to somewhere in the East Coast. And he said, if I had your vehicle today, I will buy that one or I will rent one and I'll make sure they live 100 miles away from me and I can see them at least over the weekends. And now I see them once a year. So I think that what we bring to people, I think that's the most excited and that's what's giving us the, the driving to continue. Wow, so you're, you're, connecting, you're connecting people at, at the core. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, I'm curious. I'm curious how you two both met. Guy, you're from Israel. Maki, uh, Japan. Yeah, I'm from Japan. Um, I I um, I studied in the UK, and later I did my masters in Israel, and I worked for um, Japanese trading company in Tel Aviv, and that's where I met Guy. Yeah, we worked together for the company, you know, we did business development and then uh, after a while that company uh, withdrew from Israel and we decided to start our own company. That's how it all started. Right. I'm curious what your background is. Are you guys both engineers or have you guys, have one of you worked in the aerospace industry and how did you guys come up with uh, Flying Car? 
So um, I'm not an engineer. Um, my background is business and actually psychology. Yeah. yeah, myself, I'm not I'm not an engineer, but I like to invent stuff. And so I'm looking things from engineer point of view, but not not as engineer by uh, by degree. And so that gave me a lot of freedoms to do things that from an engineer point of view, I think <laughs> you would not even try. Right. You know, I'm, I'm curious about how you both look at risk versus reward in your career, <laughs> but just by virtue of what you're building, I think I know the answer already. <laughs> But you know, at least we have, you know, we are in control. Right? We have, uh, we have the control over uh, everything. So, and I think you know, we have good good partnership. We work together very well. And uh, um, this is our third company, and we know that we have, um, we can execute plans and business plans, and we know how to create a great team, you know, to make our mission come true. So, um, yeah, people can say it's risky, but at least I have things under our control. Right. And, yeah. You know, a, a lot of, oh, so go ahead, Sorry. please, please. Go ahead. Oh, partnership working so well i think there's very few people that can make it through three companies and still be friends well <laughs> well we are not only friends but we are married and we have three kids together so there you go we, we can you have to make it work <laughs> and it's very efficient you know we yeah we know how to work together. We met um, in a workplace. And, yeah. So some of the, but I'll say like, just to answer some of the previous the question, I mean, make it successful, you know, when you do something so uh, innovative where you don't have uh, suppliers, it's, it's just to build the capability to build everything in-house. That's the key element here, because if you start rely on suppliers, um, it's a very difficult situation. I'd like to ask a question. Hey, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the uh, the solution is uh, innovative. I think it's timely. I think you've got uh, enough capital, enough enough uh, individuals to really want to capitalize on this. You know, once all those issues of, you know, FAA and and you know, and I think. Yeah, you just are. I look at your equipment, and I think it's just really well. Looks well developed, and designed. Um, when are you. you going to? Yeah, I just overall, I, I think it's just perfect for the, the traffic issues and the movement issues and the mobility issues that that need to be addressed. And, and so, um, yeah, I'm pretty impressed. The the second the, the question I have is. Um, are you going to allow uh, tours and experience? You know, when can people experience your? Uh, when are you going to invite us all out to uh, test your uh, uh, your amazing product or solution? So we are starting the delivery. will start in 2026. That's where we predict the certification will end. We are in the process on certification with FAA right now, and that time also we will start the the rental. 
and that will be as an Uber rental because the the first we'll need to have pilots. So what we will do is we have pilots that will be pre-registered and kind of like you can book a vehicle with a pilot if you are not a pilot. It'll, you'll be perfect for the entertainment world here in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big market, huge market. Yeah. I've got so many friends that are, you know, helicopter pilots, and this will be this will be the alternative solution for a way cheaper solution. And and having a rental model is uh, tax write off for most of everybody, right? So it's a huge deal. Yeah, thank you, Guy Mac. You definitely recommend you connecting with Jeff offline. He certainly could be one of your early adopters, um, be, being an, an innovator himself as well um we love to thank yeah, you thank you yeah yeah please reach out you know i'm in the media world in la and then you know i just i i'm surrounded by our media people that love fly <laughs> i love their independence and can afford to do it and i really see this as a really cool solution for for an la market because you've got a lot of these individuals that are living out of town and they fly into santa monica or you've got the hawthorne airport you've got newport and you, you know, you get such, um, yeah. And so I can see it. It's a real big market in LA, a real big market. And and, and what you create is great. And they'll probably and and being an Israel-based company, I mean, obviously you know our marketplace here, and, and so you get a lot of uh, just organic support, tribal support, as we call it. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. So, so what kind of advice would you give your give yourselves uh, a few years ago, like when you were starting? Uh, starting fresh. <laughs> Mikey? Yeah, <I> go ahead. <laughs> it sounds a little bit like it'll be juicy. <laughs> you know, when, when you go to such a project, you know, now we're getting a lot of positive feedback. You know, people start to, to feel this coming, you know, uh, four years, four, three years, two years, uh, a year from, you know, earlier was very hard, you know, everyone is just don't believe and everyone like questioning and, you know, no one believe in that. Um, but, you know, we are we've been so many down times always, you know, it's always like when you're in the down times, you know, remember one day it will be up, but when you're up, don't forget the day will be down. So I think we went to this in life for the last 20 years with all the startups that we had. So, think just keep going wow you know yes. you believe in something you just have to keep going and just trust yourself and your judgment and so yeah. just go all the way i love that <laughs> i love that uh sunny mayogba who was an entrepreneur in residence at spiro ventures um he, he created a, a t-shirt with spiro um and it says never give up on it um, and that doesn't mean that, you know, we don't look at data and figure out when to pivot, but just the tenacity and, and, and stick-to-itiveness, as my dad used to say, is, is so crucial, especially in the entrepreneurial world. So, uh, so you know, love, really enjoyed having, having the both of you on today. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. You. Um, Thank you very much. Wonderful. Um, great. So, uh, so, so definitely ch check out, uh, check out. Um, Guy and Mackie and connect with them on, on LinkedIn. If, if you know any uh, potential early adopters or investors that would be valuable to what they're building, please make those introductions. Um, and for next week, we've got Daniel Trapanier, who's uh, from 
Arcadia, and they're building some really neat stuff in also in the automotive. Excuse me, in the autonomous driving space, uh, but uh, in the uh, agriculture uh, space as well. So super excited to have you on. Thank you both so much. Really excited to uh, to learn from you today. Um, Thank you so much for having us. Our our pleasure. Our pleasure. And and quick shout out to our sponsors again, Nicodex. That's N-E-C-O-D-E-X.com. If you're building any kind of digital products, definitely connect with them. They've got a super impressive track record. Starts at $25 an hour, and they've done some terrific work for Bazinta and some other folks in our community. So thank you so much for tuning in to this week's uh, uh, Silicon Zombies. And, uh, and be sure to connect with us next Tuesday at 5 p.m. where you'll get more of the best brains in the Bay. Until then, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. <laughs>